Hello, and welcome to Channel Divinity, a 5th edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I'm Trent, the Dungeon Master for this homebrew campaign, and going around the table we have... I'm David, and I play Cassiel. I'm Dean, and I play Vesper Ravenwing. I'm Gordon, and I play Blank. Last time on Channel Divinity... We're back! Was it's a been time? a minute! It has been... It was a very long time ago. <laughs> oh boy, okay. We took a little break for the holidays. Yeah, so we've not recorded in the last three weeks. And, uh, let's see, last it time... They... The party had arrived in Stemdale, staying at the Shattersword Tavern with the one-armed tavern keep, Henry. And they decided to go to the Hero's Fountain. Saw it was a statue of Horus when he was a lot younger, and saw that Horus is the one that killed the Ark Corrupted from way long ago. Hey, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. For not saying Ark Demon. There you go. <laughs> you did it. He's getting I, I had better. I consciously stop myself. It took a Christmas break. To it took a Christmas miracle. It took a Christmas break. Um, anyways, they went to the, the statue. They saw a dog walker have her dog get kidnapped by two guys in orange and blue camo robes with silver masks on their face with a blue handprint on the mask. And after fighting them and the, chasing them down to the sewers and fighting them, where when they died, they exploded, they talked to some guards and learned that those people were part of a organization called the Blue Hand, who had done some small activities in the past, but nothing too big or crazy. They then decided to go to the Templars, and we ended on a good cliffhanger. I remember this now. As they were walking to the Templars, they got right outside the door, and they saw a food cart. And the food cart was Rick's Rolls and was playing the greatest music of all time. Oh, man. And that's, that's actually, you know what? That's right where we're going to pick up. You have just walked up to this food vendor, and that the music is still playing in the background. And he looks at you and says, hey! Y'all here for Rick's Rolls? I'm assuming you're Rick then? No, Rick's my dad. Oh, well, all right. I'm Ricky. All right, Ricky. Uh, you, you, you Which sell... roll you want? Give you up? Let you down? Run around and desert you? But it's spelled dessert. Make you cry? Say goodbye? Or tell a lie and hurt you? Those are the different types of rolls. It's all your choices. So, uh, which one of these rolls would you like to have? Can you, um, sorry, I didn't hear the names. Can you, can you, can you say those again? Of course, right here on the sign, if you turn and look over, it says, give you up. That's the first one. Let you down. Run around and desert you. But it's spelled like dessert. Oh, make you cry. Say goodbye. Tell a lie and hurt you. Which one you want? What does make you cry look like? Uh, it is a yellow lemon roll. These are all like cinnamon rolls of different colors. <laughs> oh, is there an orange roll looking one? There is an orange roll looking one. That one is let you down. All right. How much is a uh, let you down? That'll be one gold. Whoa. Okay. All right. Uh, here you go then. All right. Quick transaction. He grabs a, a let you down and, and hands it to you on a napkin. One gold, please. Here you go. Thank you very much. I want to give you up. Give you up? That one's a, a blue one. And he hands you the blue one. 
That'll be one gold as well. Yeah, I give him the gold. Right. Wait, is it blueberry? Yes, it's blueberry. Mm. Blink is just assessing all of the prices. and They're all one gold. They're all one gold? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's just kind of standing there. He doesn't want to eat any of them because can, he can't. Can Blink? No. I feel like Blink can eat, though. Blink right? can eat? I mean, he can eat it. It doesn't give him any <laughs> nutrients. That's fair. Since I, I, those who are doing it, he'll, he'll look at them and go, I'll take the give you up. Two give you ups. Here you go. One gold, please. Wait, someone already bought give you up? Yeah. Oh, Vesper did. Vesper, oh. Your friend right here, Vesper, bought you a give you up. It's pretty good. All right. Did you eat it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> he ate it real fast. He, ate it yes, uh, he, he tried you, it. He tried it. He started to eat it. Okay, both of you, um, real quick, blank. Do you buy anyone? Yeah, yeah, I'll buy, I'll buy the give you up. You Okay, you buy the give you up as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, when you eat the give you up, you feel heartier. There has some kind of change been wrought that will last a limited amount of time that I will tell you if the condition activates. I feel it, though. You, f- you eat this roll, and you physically feel heartier. What do you mean by heartier? Healthier? You feel healthier, stronger, feel like your heart oh, okay. is pumping good blood. Um, and Cass, you ate the let you down? Yeah. As you walk, it almost feels like you're walking on the moon. Because every time you fall, it's a slow fall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm light on my feet now, huh? You're very light on your feet. And uh, Ricky looks at y'all and says, come again whenever you want. These are pretty good, guys. They are really good. And Blank kind of like resets and looks at you guys and all just like happy and peppy now. And it's just, this was really, really good. I can't taste it, but it feels great. Wait, Blank can't taste? No, he's a robot. He's a robot. He's a walking tree, Trent. I'm pretty sure in the description of War of Origin, it talks about how they don't need to eat. Yeah, we oh, don't need to eat. Just because you don't need to eat doesn't mean you can't. Are we going to canonically make it he so he can taste? Have... I'm down to taste. Yes. All right, right cool. Now, I refuse to allow someone not to be able to taste. You can taste. Blank appreciates that. He, he enjoys the flavor. Right. <laughs> Wait. Is Rick a fan of delicious flavor? Rick is a fan of delicious <sighs> flavor. Vesper's going to get one of those too. Which one is it? Wait, what? <laughs> a fan of delicious flavor? He doesn't have one of those on his menu. A pineapple one. Oh. <laughs> That's at phenomenal. Least, That's phenomenal. Gordon, no, 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 no. I got you. I got Gordon you. Got it. We've already had a couple of references to this, but that is. <laughs> we okay. had one earlier in this episode. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. This um, is perfect. I don't have any of them marked down as pineapple, but I suppose we'll say tell a lie and hurt you is pineapple. Can I get a tell a lie and hurt you? Of course. That'll be one gold. Let me rephrase that. I want to tell a lie and hurt you. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. And I hand him a gold. All right, he you crack your knuckles. He grabs one of them and he hands it to you. And you know what? It's can, gonna have little pineapple can, chunks on top. Ooh, can I get that one to go? Like, yeah, I'm handing it, it to you, and you're free to leave. Is there a way? Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna like, I don't know, try and like wrap it in a way that okay. it won't crumple in my stuff. He he Pop handed it, it to you in a napkin, so yeah, you can bundle it up. Okay, yeah, you can I, save it for later, but it, it might not later. last long. Uh, I'm still gonna save it for later. Okay. Blank actually wants to. You're gonna eat these, and I made them way too overpowered. Blank wants to walk up to Rick. Or it's not Rick. It's Ricky, right? Yes. Yeah. He wants to walk up to him and ask, "Hey, these tasted really good. They did. 
You're welcome. Could you give me the recipe or teach me how to cook them? No. Wait, why not? I can't give you the recipe. It's a personal thing. Okay, well. It's his source of income. He's not just going to hand that away. But, could you but, teach me how to cook something similar? I could teach you how to cook. I would love that. Come back tomorrow. Same place, different time. Okay. Whenever What's the different want. time? Whenever I, I want. I can read your mind. I know what you're going to say. You just All can't right. come at 10. 30. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If you come at the same time, I won't be here. All right. I won't come then. Now or get. Now. All right. All right. <laughs> See you. I Unless guess you want to buy more, in which case, nope. stay. Are there like stairs to up into yeah. the Templar place or yeah. something? Yeah. So as you turn around, actually, you see the Templars. <sighs> Did I describe it last time? What the Templar's place looked like? I think it's just a big white building or something like yes, that. Yes. It is a huge white marble building. And, yeah. Yeah, so it's a huge white marble building, and it has some pillars on the outside, and there's a couple big pair of wooden mahogany doors. Mahogany, huh? Mahogany doors. Um, are they open, or are they, they're shut? They're shut. Are there... Is but there there, there's like door knobs on them. You can like open them. No, yeah. I'm just. Is it like a busy place? Is there people going in and out? Or no, not really. There's not a lot of people going in and out. Okay. But I guess if you stand here for a while, you'll see every once in a while someone goes in. I'm just gonna go up and open the door and go in. Okay. You go up. You open the door, and as you walk in, you see there's kind of like a lobby area on the inside, and you see a big room made of white marble, and there is a small desk in the center of the room with another door behind him. This gnome is sitting at the desk and he looks like he's doing some kind of paperwork. Um, oh, my description is different. There's two small doors, one on either side of him. Um, and as you walk in, this small gnome sitting at the desk doing paperwork looks up at you and goes, uh, hello, what can I do for you? Are you here to request something or report something? Or what? Well, we're here to to become, I want to say paladins, but that's not right. That's Templars. Not. We're ah. here to become Templars. We actually have a recommendation letter from someone who I just found out is a very important person. <laughs> and I slide <laughs> the letter over to him. He takes it and he says, huh. This I, is, oh, this is from, uh, this is, oh, that's not bad. That's not the guy's voice. Oh, this is uh from Horace? Is this the Horace? Yes, turns out it is the Horace. He slowly puts the paper down on the desk. I present mine as well, just put it next to it. Yeah. He gets up from his chair very gingerly and says, I am not equipped to deal with these kind of situations. Give me one moment. I'll be back. Get us your manager. And, and then he just sprints. And as he runs to the door, you hear him shouting like down the hallway, Grab! Grab! He, ah! didn't, he didn't look very equipped at all, honestly. Like, not even a weapon or... It's true. Or, no armor or anything. Yeah. I mean, was he supposed to fight us for the letters? <laughs> no, he just he wasn't <laughs> equipped. Oh, and he kind of, like, puts his letter back down slowly and then puts it on the desk next to yours. After a little while, the gnome comes back with another gnome with him. This other gnome is wearing leather armor, but it's, like, incorporated into, like, a suit. So 
it's very fancy. It's almost like a big vest on top of a suit and like arm bracers and like elbow pads and knee pads and stuff like that. And uh, and shoulder pads. Are they dyed to match the no, suit? <laughs> they're, they're not shoulder pads. Um, they're yeah, they're dyed to match the suit, so they're black, but they have white threading through them. That's and cool. he's got a hand crossbow hanging from his waist. And as he sees you, he walks up and says, So, I hear you have letters from my old friend, Horace. Is this right? Yes, you must be glib, then. Yep. Yeah, here's my hand. Shake it. All right. <laughs> uh, I could have just said, he stretches out his hand and shakes it. But I guess instead, Glyph is going to be that kind of guy. <laughs> um, but he does. He sticks out his little hand, and you shake it. And he says, all right, let's, uh, let's look at these letters and see if what you say is right. And he grabs the letters, looks at them, and says, oh, yep, that's Horace's chicken scratch, all right. <sighs> well, I guess if y'all impressed Horace... I'd- keep going into like y'all and that kind of voice for some reason um well i guess if you impressed horace then that means that you are at least somewhat equipped to handle the corruption and the corrupted creatures unfortunately we don't bend the rules even for horace i know who he is we can't even bend the rules for him but if you wait a month then you'll be able to participate in the trials like everybody else and you basically have a done deal getting in because of Horace's letters but you still have to participate in the trials like everybody else and but I can answer any questions you might have you said that's one month from now yes one month from now was it was the auction two months two months from now (laughs) sorry I got my Numbers mixed up. It's all right. The names of these two months, the I next know. two months, they're very similar. Month one and month two, they're so similar. <laughs> <laughs> I have no calendar built for this world, all right? What are the trials? Or is it multiple or just one trial? Or? Uh, there's two parts. There's a small interview. Will you meet with me? Uh, well, you three will meet with me because of Horace's letter. Um, and then there's a combat trial. But I guess if if you want, oh my goodness, I keep slipping into like <laughs> a country accent or like a drawl. You just got to get with it. It's like a Ford commercial. <sighs> well, if you want, we, uh, this voice, whatever. If you want, uh, you can skip the combat trial because Horace's recommendation letter, but you cannot skip the interview with me. That's fine with us, I think. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. If you do well in the combat trial, though, you will receive higher lords entering lords. That's a word. Entering the the Templars. Um, how would I'm I don't I don't know how the Templars works, but how would that benefit us? Well, the Templars are divided into four factions: the Balanced Templars, the Shadow Templars, the Pure Templars, and the Wild Templars. Once you join, you will decide which one of these four factions you want to join, or you can remain factionless. That is perfectly fine. But if you join one of the factions, there are five ranks, and each rank you upgrade into, you receive another benefit. Each group receives different benefits. 
And if you do well in the combat trial, well, it might not rank you up immediately. It might get you close to rank one. That'd be useful. Yes. The rewards are very good. Um, what are, I, I guess, like, what, what are all these factions about? Uh, I think I, did Horse ever tell us he was a pure Templar? I think, I think he so, did, yes. right? Horace yeah. did tell you he was a pure Templar. I know Horace said he was a pure Templar, but what's yes. the, what's the difference between like a pure Templar and a wild Templar? I, I mean, I can tell the word yes, sounds yes. different, but pure Templars are very focused on hunting down the corruption, and specifically pure corruption, corruption before it has possessed a living thing, or if it's possessed a non-living thing. So the they pure hunt, Templars go do that. They hunt down like the mist. Yes, the mist, and if it seeps into the earth, they hunt it, they purify the earth. And they also have the greatest oracles and seers, so they're also the faction that tells us when any strong corruption emerges anywhere. So, that's them. The Wild Templars, they're untamed. I do my best to stay away from that lot, but they, uh, they definitely have the most freedom among all the Templars. They just wander and kill demonic monsters animals possessed by demonic essence (laughs) 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 they kill the monsters possessed by corruption and then uh, the shadow templars they are they don't seek glory as often as the wild or the pure but they do mainly hunt down humanoid creatures that get possessed by demonic essence. And they have other unsavory things that they do that... Unsavory is the wrong word. They have many secret things that they do that I don't delve into. And finally are the Order Templars. The Order Templars are who I am actually in charge of that faction. But the Order Templars, we deal with diplomatic issues and the politics of the Templars. We try to stay out of the way of each individual island's politicking, but we interfere when necessary to deal with the corruption. Yep. Um, so, so it's pure shadow, wild, and order? Yep, those are the four. Or you can be factionless? You can be factionless, but there are no ranks for a factionless person. What would be the perks of being factionless? Mm, I guess a little more freedom. Most of the factions will give you some kind of missions occasionally, or at least prompt you to take a mission. Or if you're not killing demonic creatures, especially with the Wild Templars, they don't really have missions as you speak. They just go out and hunt. But if they are not accomplishing their goal, they get scolded and potentially demoted, and so on and so forth. But as a unfactioned you would just report directly towards the head of the Templars. I thought that was you. Yes, it is. Oh, so we'd... I am the head of the Templars, but I also lead the faction of order. All right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. You are strange. You're a wooden man. Uh, yes. And he kind of, like, knocks his arm. Yep, I'm made of wood. Interesting. You are strange as well. Why do you have a gold thing growing out of your forehead? Not entirely sure myself, but I'll get back to you on that when I figure it out. Good. I I don't care that much. I just wanted to make sure I pointed out the obvious that probably a lot of people forget to point out in this world. 
That's pro. That's true. Not a lot of people pointed out. Well, it was nice <laughs> to meet you, and I think I have all my questions answered here. So very I'm well. Dip out and okay. Hope you do have we, a good one. Do we have to sign up for that? Um. Yes. And he grabs a piece of paper and writes at the top of it, sign up sheet. And he hands it to you and says, sign here. For someone being so orderly, they're not very organized. This is not his desk. (laughs) Don't focus on him. (laughs) While everybody's signing up, uh, I'm going to ask him, uh, what is the test? What does it entail? Are we allowed to know beforehand? There'll be one interview, and then there will be a combat section of the test. All right, and are we facing each other or monsters? Uh, it's, it's different every year. All right, combat and interview. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Is there anything else I can help you with? As friends of Horace, you're friends of mine. No, I... name's Cassiel. Cassiel, nice. Oh yes, what was that wooden man's name? He walked out very quickly. Ah, uh, his name's Blank. It's <laughs> a strange name. Yes, but it's kind of fitting if you get to know him. I hope I get to know him well. Uh, yeah, I think that's good, though. I think we... Uh, thank you for your help. I guess we come back in a bit? Yes, of course. Um, Do you know if there's uh anyone I could meet with the Shadow Templars beforehand? Just to learn a little bit more from them, maybe? Sure. Let me get one for you. And uh, you can meet up. And uh, he, thank you. He walks away and he'll bring someone to you. Why... Why are you interested in the Shadow Templars? Uh, uh, well, it's one of the orators. It sounded interesting. It sounded shady. I mean, it's the Order of Templars. They're like the good guys, right? So this is like the good guy Black Ops. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Um, did Blink really walk out? Yeah, I just walked <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, if there's not anything else, like, see ya. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go find Blink. I'll probably, I'll find you, we'll meet back up at the inn if I don't find you later in the day. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. All right. Blink just shouts across the city, sounds good! <laughs> All right, as you separate, we are actually going to jump into a time skip. So, um... Two months are going to pass, and in these times, first, the players are all leveled up to level three. Yeah! So so everyone's going to roll hit dice just right now. Let's go. Oh, uh, is Rogue a D8? Yes. All right, let's see what my You don't have to roll. You can take the average, but if you've already rolled, it's too late. That's fair. Do we always add our constitution modifier? Yes. Sweet. That's not bad. What'd you get? I got a six, so. That's not bad at all. Yeah, not bad. I got a nine. Six. Shoot, dog. Let's go, D. Look at that. Catch him back up. I think that's everyone above average. Congratulations. All right. Um, Two months are going to pass, and we're going to go into each person in detail, a little detail, of what they did in those two months. I, as the DM, have also given them a chance to gain a feat or a proficiency in this time to train in one of those. And I've talked about to each one of them, and, and we'll go through them. The reason we're skipping two months is because both the auction and the Templars thing is in two months. Templars trial. The auction will happen first, and then two days later, the trials will happen. This is also the reason we are doing this downtime is to help us have like time to get that third level, which is like one of the biggest levels yeah. and where you get your subclasses. For everyone, but like, I guess 
technically blank got his subclass when he got to level two. But we kind of just like kind of just delayed it now. temporarily. Just kind of ignored it. Yeah. But yeah, we, we referenced it slightly. A little bit. Just a little bit. Anyways, we are actually going to start with blank. Cool. Sweet. First, blank. What did you do in this period of time? Well, um, blank was actually leaving to meet with the magic artificer people to hopefully get his neck fixed. Right now, he thinks it's hair because everyone else has hair on their heads, so he assumes that's what that is. That's fair. He just wants a haircut, man. He, yeah, he's he's <laughs> honestly going because you guys have pointed it out to him. He wants to see why it's broken, so he wants to get it fixed. All righty. You head over to the Magic Crafters Guild All or right. the Tinker's Guild. They both are acceptable. As you approach, you see a big building that looks like it is made of concrete cinder blocks with several brass pipes sticking out and jutting in all directions and circling around the building. There's a large set of double doors made of bronze with intricate carvings carved into the front. As you walk in and push the door open, you see a brass dragonborn woman at a raised desk. She has a large fin-like fringe that starts on the top of her head and runs down her back. The fringe folds over like a popular hairstyle. She's wearing a leather apron over a set of thin clothes that look like they're made for when you're in an extremely hot environment. She's standing over that raised table with a pair of goggles over her eyes, leaning down, looking at a couple pieces of metal on the table and tinkering with them. She breathes in deeply as you walk in and begins to whistle. A second after she whistles, blazing hot blue fire comes out of her mouth like a blowtorch. And... As she leans over the table, she welds together some of the pieces of metal on the table. As she finishes it with a satisfied grin, she looks up and sees you standing in front of her. And she takes her goggles off and she looks at you and says, Hey, uh, what, what can I help you with? Hi, um, I'm blank and I have something wrong with the back of my head. And my friends have pointed man. it out to me. I, yes, yeah, I'm wooden. That's you're, cool. You're, you're scaly. I am. I'm yeah. a dragonborn. That's... I've never met someone like you. But... Not many have. Well, my name is Jules. Nice to meet you, Jules. Name given to us by Nerd Sparkle through Discord. Yes, my name is Jules. Nice to meet you, Jules. She, as she reaches out her hand to shake your hand, do you? Yeah, I shake She grabs hand. your hand and like pulls it closer to her and pulls out like a hammer and starts like tapping on your wooden arm. Oh, uh, yep, it makes noise. Yes, I'm just checking if you're hollow. Uh, And uh, I want to know more. I've seen someone similar to you before. Really? Yeah, so the other one was a woman and was made of some kind of green material. Very large hips. Oh. I'm not... What? I'm not weird, all right? I'm saying she literally had giant discs hanging on her hips and kind of hovering off of her body. That is really interesting. Are and they as, they're as, like me? Yeah, I mean, she was made of metal. And I mean, uh, I'm made of wood. That's not that Well, you that have metal similar. pieces. I, oh, it's not that similar. Being made of a, a inanimate object, of course. That's not that similar. Everyone's just made of inanimate objects. As she Blank says, just shrugs. <laughs> as she says this, sparks begin to shoot out of your head. And a memory emerges from your brain, from the recesses of your brain. All you see is a woman 
warforged, made of a light green metal. She has intricate carvings, lines that trace her arms and the sides of her body and her legs. Her legs are incredibly thick. Okay, that sounds thick. so weird. Oh my goodness. I mean... <laughs> the two C's. I mean, like, they're... There's like no good way to say this. <laughs> they're very. They're wide. They're, no, they're they're Broad. tall. They're tall. They're they're, oval, they're very tall. They're and oval they're, in shape. They're like yeah. perfectly. They're not. They're more like an ellipse where they narrow they're down at the bottom, but they get really circular at the top. Okay. And by that circular section of her leg, there are two big discs, one on either side, one on either leg, hanging down, kind of just floating right next to her leg, and you see her kick you in this memory right in the chest and you go flying backwards and as you go flying backwards she spins and kicks one of her other legs and the disc comes off of her leg and as it comes off it hits you and you go through it and the memory ends oh oh wow she when you come to Jules is already standing behind you fiddling with the wires coming out of your neck Oh, what? Did what are you, you doing know? back there? What? I'm fixing you. You came to fi- be fixed. Did you know that your wires are made of wood? This is fascinating. What, are you, what? What? What am I doing here? What? You came to get fixed, and I am fixing you. All right, then. Thank you. What? What's your name? Jules. Jules. We've, oh, it's nice to meet you. I feel like we've been over this before, but okay. She's still behind oh, you, and you feel I'm, a, a small twitch, and your neck moves a little bit as she continues to do something to the wires behind your neck behind you. Well, um, blank, it is very nice to meet you. It's, it's Would you like nice to sign to this too. contract? Uh, what? And there's a contract on the table and a pen, like, right in front of you. Um, I'll, I'll pick up the, the contract and read it. Uh, this is just a bunch of legal, you know, jargon. Can and I a, roll small, to... a small piece at the end that says that you will consent to any experiment done to you. Wow, um, I didn't need an insight for that. Wow, okay. <laughs> um, what kind of experiments exactly? Oh, all kinds of experiments. You know, whatever floats my boat. Why not? And he picks up the quill and he's going to sign it. Okay. <laughs> I did not expect a character to die this way. Wait, what? <laughs> All right. Um, as you sign the... You pin- know he has amnesia. <laughs> what else is he going to do? Say no? Yes. You asked me to be louder. So. <laughs> Say no. Um, as you sign it, uh, you feel a slap on the back of your neck. And the wires have now been put back in there. And you have a large metal plate like almost screwed into the back of your neck where that and the back of your head where that crack was. And so now it is covered and you are fixed for the most part. Your memories aren't back, but sparks should no longer be shooting out of your head. Wow. This is this is very interesting. You finish signing it? Yeah, I, I signed okay. it. <laughs> she walks over to the other side and picks it up and goes, Oh, <laughs> you signed it. That I that normally doesn't work. Normally people read the contracts. I I read it through. It talked about this part that I could catch fire and I make fire, and he does the produce flame and 
she looks at it and he's like, wow, where did that coal come from? Uh, How many can you throw? Do you have to refill it? Does your body create it? Uh, it so doesn't many questions. <laughs> Come with me. Let me cut you open. Uh, maybe don't cut me open. Well, it never said anything about cutting it open. Said it said that I could I be tampered with. It didn't say I could be cut open. It said did say you, you can consent do to whatever I want. Now follow me. And Just she, don't break she me, please. Up, she picks up the uh, the thing on the table she was working at and puts it in her pocket. As you see, it looks like a couple carved pieces of stone, white stone magicite that are put together and held together by these metal wires around the stone. And it's in the shape of a gun. She puts it in her bag and just grabs your arm and puts it on the table with the arm that you made the coal come out of. And she Whoa, okay. picks up a knife. Whoa, hey, hold on. And I pull my arm. I'm going to roll to try and pull my arm away. Roll a strength check. Okay. That is a 15. That succeeds. So I'm going to pull my arm away and go, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. She says, you can sign it. I did hold, sign it. She holds up the contract. Stop. See right here? I, I, I see that. Let me let me work with you, but not tear me apart. How does that sound? Because if you tear me apart, I won't be able to do more of the things that you want to learn about, right? And I'm going to roll persuasion. Okay, go ahead and roll persuasion. All right. Oh, no. Um. Yeah, that's a nine. It beats the two that I rolled. Thank goodness. She says, mm, you make a good point. I suppose you probably have friends that'll come looking for you after you go missing. Very well, come here every day and we'll do some experiments, you and I. Okay. She well, sticks out her hand. You. She sticks out her hand for you to shake it. Jules, was Jules it? Jules, it was. Blank. She shakes her hand. As you shake her hand, she stabs the knife into your arm. Oh! Never mind, I rolled a crit fail. She misses and stabs her own hand. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to pull my arm away and just run out. Okay. And then as I'm leaving, see you tomorrow! Okay. Um, and you're gone. That's your scene. Yep. What feat did you get? I got the cooking feat. So I'm going to be working with Ricky and going to be able to make some good food for the rest of the party. Awesome. And what subclass are you now? Subclass is um, Circle of the Stars. Cool, cool. And there was one final thing you wanted to do in this time period, correct? Um, yes, I wanted to research a little bit about the auction, who's going to be there. Awesome. Can you roll an investigation check for me? Yep. That's a 10. That's good enough that you can get some basic information. Okay. You learn that... The auction is open to anyone to come in, but there are six booths that are overlooking the auction, and they're the big spenders. You also know that your ticket is for booth It is for booth four. Um, you learn that the people that are most popular that come to this auction are the Templars, the Magicrafters, the Chancellor, who is the leader of the island of Acheta, and then there are several noble families that come, and they all come at different times. And normally, those three, the Chancellor, the Magic Crafters, and the Templars, always have a booth. And the last three are circled between different nobles. You were taking one of them. That means there will be two noble families there. You do not know which ones. All right. That is the information you could gather. Hey guys, this is Dean. 
Um, unfortunately, my laptop actually died when we were recording the last episode, and so we lost about the last 20 or 30 minutes. We decided to re-record, but uh, I guess we talk a lot, because so, <laughs> um, we recorded a whole hour for the scenes that we had planned for um, Vesper and Cassiel. So we didn't want to give you like a whole two-hour monster episode to listen to. So we broke it up actually into two. So this is where we're going to end the first episode. You can find the next episode sometime in the next week. If not, well, for sure a week from now we'll get that released. Anyways, this is Dean. Thank you guys so much for tuning into Channel Divinity. It means so much to us. I think as of this point when we're recording, we have about like 600 downloads, which is just just mind-blowing to us. We're so very appreciative of the people who have reached out, left us reviews. If you guys want to reach out to us, um, you can do so at channeldivinitypodcast at gmail.com. Any of our socials or leave us a review. We will read it on the air. We love reading those. Please also tell your friends about us. That's like one of the best ways to like spread the word that of what we're doing if you like us. Anyways, that's all I've got for you today. Uh, the next episode, we're not going to do a traditional intro. I might give a little thing at the beginning for people who maybe forgot or are trying to tune in for the first time for that episode or something to let them know, hey, go back, look at the last one because we got cut off, so we're starting in the kind of in the middle. Anyways, I'm Dean. I play Vesper. Thank you guys for listening. See you later.